Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Fabio Venucci. He is a veterinarian and assistant professor at the University of Minnesota. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you for, for having me, and it's a pleasure to share with you some of the experience that we have been working on in the last couple of the years that this problem really, really came up and emerging on the swine industry. And this problem we're going to be talking about is Seneca Valley virus. It's maybe not a widespread disease in the United States, but it's getting a lot of attention, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everything actually started as a, as a, as we, we can call epidemic. It was in 2015 when we started seeing more, more cases. Like, um, and and the, the, the big issue is that it, it's a false alarm. It mimics a foot and mouth disease. It's not really a foot and mouth disease, but mimics clinically. And you can see the pigs and you look at the sick animals. It just look like animals that were affected with the foot and mouth disease. And this is really scary for the industry and for the, for the, the public in general. So it's nothing more than a false alarm, but we have to investigate it and differentiate it from the foot and mouth disease. This is not, nothing more than a fake disease, a fake FMD, which is, which is just trying to understand that. So it's a fake disease, fake news, if you will. Um, so it, 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 are you saying that Seneca Valley virus really doesn't have a direct impact on, on the swine herd itself? Exactly. It doesn't have a direct impact in terms of production, in terms of uh, mortality, increasing your mortality or dead. One exception would be neonatal mortality, then they, we used to call transient neonatal mortality, which happening in one week and 10 days and then it's gone. So the impact in production hasn't, hasn't been measured yet and it's not that large. The burden about the disease is uh, what is that involving a food and animal and foreign animal disease diagnostics, which is taking place on the, uh, at the state level, at the local level, and involve producers, involving packing plants. And that burden and that confusion and headaches and really hassle the, the, the disease investigation until we rule out, we rule out the FMD uh, suspicion, which would be the clinical uh, suspicion of, the, of that. Now, is Seneca Valley virus actually related to foot and mouth disease? Why is it that they look so similar? Yeah, in some, they, they belong from this, uh, of the same family, I would say. I would say that you can put it uh, there. They are cousins, so they have a foot and mouth disease as a picornavirus, and, and uh, Seneca virus as a picornavirus too. And they produce the same type of lesions, which is vesicular lesions on the pigs. It could be on the nose or it could be on the feet. And, and, and then you can, like I said, you mimics the FMD and got everybody scared. So it's really all talk, no action? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the rumors about FMD, and, and, and it, it, we have to be clear that all the cases of the vesicular disease has to be taken care of that in order to rule out the FMD. And so, in other words, we have to treat it treated those cases as a foreign animal disease until we have the negative result for FMD. And that's a pretty important point for the producers and for the veterinarians in the field in terms of we got to keep it testing and that's one of the reasons we are trying to understand the, the, this um, false alarm disease that we, wanna, we don't, we, we don't want to have that false alarm disease anymore because we don't want to keep testing, keep testing and keeping and taking time for the labs and taking time for the veterinarians and for the state to look in towards those diseases. So it's more of uh, an annoyance or an inconvenience than really an impact on, on swine production. It's, it, it's, a, it's a huge inconvenience and you can put it in that way and the inconvenience can go pretty bad if you think about the packing plants. And, and, and the industry, from the, the pork industry in the plants, they always question where we should stop in terms of investigating the disease. So we have an animal suspect, suspect animal 
on the holding pens, on the on the right on the packing plants. And if if you're gonna treat that animal as a foot and mouth disease, you gotta stop everything, including those trucks coming in, mm -hmm. including those trucks that already have product in the marketing. So that inconvenient really burdening in terms of in, in terms of investigation, in terms of uh, impact or headaches, if you will. So we talked about the the clinical presentation and the symptoms. How is this disease um, transmitted? Yeah, that's that's a very good question, and we, we don't really understand much. And uh, and uh, what we do understand is that their behavior in the within the farm it's a little different from what we have experienced in other countries with foot and mouth disease. Foot and mouth disease in, a, in an outbreak is really widespread towards the system and toward the production system. And, the, and in opposite to the Seneca virus, it uh, looks like the disease happened in patches or in pockets. So you sometimes not get all the animals affected. So you have a group of animals affected and another group of animals affected. And that makes a little challenge in terms of diagnostics because if you have a barn with a bunch of pigs that you are finishing, perhaps not all the pigs is gonna get infected and you're gonna have that transmission or the contact transmission pig to pig in, 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 in a progressive weeks. And then you're gonna have the chronic stage or the endemic stage of the disease, which becomes a little more complicated in terms of investigation. Are there certain types of farms, whether it be their facilities or their disease profile that might be more susceptible to Seneca Valley virus infection? At this point, what we know so far, uh, I wouldn't say no. What I would like to point out is that some of the farms that has individual crates for the, the sows and other farms on the, when you see the disease in, in a finishing barn when they are grouped, looks like when they are individual uh, allocated, the animals and the disease doesn't spread that much faster, which would make sense uh, in opposite of those animals that are within the pen, one, one single pen for 30 animals, for example. That's the only, I would say, epidemiological feature that we can target, but not a specific susceptibility or not for any specific farm. Are there diagnostics that veterinarians can do, PCR, for example, to try to uh, identify which herds might have Seneca Valley virus before these animals even get to the packing plant? Yes, PCR has been the most uh, common uh, uh, test for Seneca virus. And then we can do that in oral fluids and we can do that in oral swabs. And the way that we have established that here at the diagnostic lab is we have testing those in the same day if they come through a foreign animal disease investigation because we are worried about FMD. If you are doing a screening and a surveillance, we are doing one time a week testing and, and we are not having that emergency to report the test. But definitely PCR is the way to go if you want to sur do surveillance in your or screening on, on your herd or screening on a finishing sites. Oral fluids will be the way to go and oral swabs. What are some of the questions that you're getting here at the Lehman Conference about Seneca Valley virus. People know you've been doing a lot of work with it, so I imagine you've got veterinarians stopping you and asking you a lot of questions. What's on their mind? Yeah, yeah. The question is, it's always about how can we mit mitigate that burden of investigating foreign animal disease? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and mitigation will be on the finishing sites on, or in the packing plants. Mm -hmm. And they are pretty worried about how we can understand that virus? How can we understand the transmission of that? Why those animals that got on the packing plant are showing those lesions? Are they already infected? Are they infecting within the trucks? Are the trucks dragging back the virus on the finishing site? 
And that's one of the projects that we have li lining up for this fall, and we are trying to answer some of the, those questions. But there's a lot, a lot to learn. And it seems the more interviews I conduct, the more I hear that, it, that pig trailers are, are just seem to be really vehicles for, for disease, aren't they? Yeah, and Seneca virus uh, and FMD virus, uh, they have a pretty particular uh, feature in terms of um, uh, survival, survival in the environment. They're pretty stable, so they live pretty well in the environment. And you can put some soap there and you can wash with uh, disinfectant and they won't get away pretty easy with those virus. So in following up the question on the trailers and the truck, looking at the different protocols for cleaning, different pro protocols for mitigating the stability of the virus within those trucks, it's really critical. And, and that's one of the parts of the projects that we have uh, this fall that we are, pro we are probably going to run uh, testing, tr uh, testing trucks and the way they wash it and what type of disinfectant they wash it. Uh, so far, and I, I think it's important for, for, for to put up there, that, that we have seen that hydrogen peroxide was, has been pretty effective to Seneca virus. And it's pretty particular. So what, what I mean by that is that you, if you use any type of disinfectant, you might not succeed to get rid of the virus in the environment. Well, I'm sure the industry appreciates all your efforts to keep tabs on this somewhat mysterious disease. Uh, a bit of a red herring because it, it, it makes you think that you might have foot and mouth disease when in fact it's something else. But uh, I, I know the industry appreciates everything you're doing. So thank you for telling us about your uh, work with the uh, Seneca Valley virus. Thank you for having me. We've been talking to Fabio Venucci. He is an assistant professor at the University of Minnesota, locked on to the Seneca Valley virus. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Joe.